the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, I'm Dr. Jonay Caldoun. We know that COVID-19 is spreading rapidly across Michigan right now. The most important thing people can do to protect themselves is social distancing. That means unless you are a critical infrastructure worker or going out to get food or medicine for your home, you should be staying at home. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. I know this is a really hard time for everyone. We're facing a killer virus, economic pain, and all the frustrations of being cooped up at home. Believe me, I have two teenagers to deal with. But the worst thing we can do is let up now, triggering a second coronavirus wave that causes more death and economic chaos. What you're doing is working. You're saving lives. So let's all hang in there and please stay home and stay safe. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We roll into uh, hour two of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program with a conversation with uh, a uh, critically acclaimed author who has got a new book. It brings the uh, Bad Love Gang back in a new book called Bad Love Tigers, which is uh, part sci-fi, part... uh, um, historic novel uh, um, part time travel it's got all of my favorite things in it it's written by Dr. Kevin Shuey and he joins me by phone Um, Kevin welcome to the show thanks Tom it's great to be here with you I I live in Denver but I work in Golden Colorado which is right at the foothills uh, headed up into the mountains the home of uh, Coors uh, Brewery Company and um, it's a beautiful morning right now. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, and uh, you know it's it's nice to see the weather starting to break for all of us a little bit. Um, the book, uh, the Bad Love Tigers, um, it has so many different elements in it. Um, do you, when you write, do you write from an outline or do you? go up in the foothills and get a bunch of cores and just start writing till the book is done. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I've been, uh, I had one of my breast cancer patients, so I'm a cancer doctor by day, Tom, and I've been practicing radiation oncology for 34 years, and um, I became a book novelist two years ago, and um I, uh, I, a funny story, one of my breast cancer patients came in after reading my first book, Bad Love Strikes, and, 
And she said, you know, Dr. Shuey, I know a lot of doctors that want to be authors, but I sure don't know any authors that want to become doctors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny about that is I've, I've had, uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are with David Baldacci and his books, but he's been on the show several times. And, oh, he's amazing. And, uh, he was he was one of my late mother's favorite authors. She, she ate up everything he wrote. <laughs> well, he, um, I was talking to him, and he had started out as as a lawyer. And I asked him if he liked writing better than lawyering, and he said, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I I really do hope it's a, a a retirement type strategy. I'm I'm not the kind of guy who would retire and get a condo on a golf course and live happily ever after. And that's no offense to the people that that love to do that, but I just have to be busy all the time. That's what you know, really keeps me happy as a person. I think you just gave all your colleagues palpitations. Uh, <laughs> was was that a slam on golf? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, you have to really spend a lot of time at it to be good at it. But <clears throat> anyway, um, you know, getting back to your question, Tom, um, the first, I'm, as we grow older, uh, we all develop little hobbies, right? You probably have a couple. Sure. And one of mine is um, World War II history. So I subscribe to all these you know, journals about World War II. And in November of 18, I read an article about the Phantom Fortress. And <clears throat> I really, um, I just think this is such a marvelous story. I mean... It, the Phantom Fortress is in the history books. It is a true story of World War II. And it's like one of those, you know, do 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 It's like, you know, it's a Twilight Zone kind of story, but it's true. So in, in the fall of, um, in November of 1944, late one afternoon at a British air base in Kortenberg, Belgium, a, a brand new gleaming, I uh, wasn't even named yet, <clears throat> B-17 uh, Flying Fortress came into land. And the problem was, Tom, uh, there was no plane scheduled to land. But it came in and landed anyway. And it sat there in the field with all of its engines running, and nobody got off the plane. And the British crews are watching this, and they're thinking, you know, the there could be the Germans could be using this as a Trojan horse, or <laughs> may, you know maybe everybody's uh, dead and injured on board. They waited 20 minutes, and the plane sat in the field with all its engines running. True story. And so finally, a brave British officer, a guy named John Crisp, he <clears throat> he goes out to the plane and um, he finds his way on board, and there's leather flight jackets on the floors and parachutes lined up against the fuselage, candy wrappers open all over the place. Not a soul on board. Really? And, and John had to figure out how to turn the engines off by trial and error. And that plane became known as the Phantom Fortress. The audience can Google it. I mean, it's true story it's in my first book but i read that story and literally 
that was the spark that ignited my writing career. I mean, honestly, Tom, I can go back and I can identify the moment I became a book author. <laughs> and uh, because I'd written articles for, you know, medical journals and magazines and such about medical things in but my that's, career. But that's but, technical writing. Um, yeah. And, and although you work with, with cancer patients, um, you've had a, a long love affair with uh, physics. Absolutely. You know, really, um, it's funny, you know, when you're going through school, like, you know, junior high and high school and then on into college, there are certain subjects that are just come to you naturally. And um, I'll have to say that, I, you know, I graduated with a biology degree in pre-med, um, but I really had, uh, I had to study really hard uh, to make the grades in chemistry but physics, I just, all I had to do was just show up in class and take the tests, and I was straight A all the way through. So for some reason, physics just clicked with me. And, uh, yeah, it's been a part of my everyday life for 34 years, taking care of cancer patients with radiation therapy. The, um, the book that you've written, it touches on... Um is so many things that are that are fascinating to um, certainly people of of my age, uh, World War II history being one, but time travel is is a fascinating thing that pops up in your books. Area Fifty One, um, <laughs> there's just so many different things that that happen, and this um, the Bad Love Gang. Um, is is back with with more adventures. How do you how do you mesh those different things into one story? I mean, it's it's one thing to have a novel about the goings on at Area Fifty One, or to pick you know as a, an element or um, a. a period of time during World War II to, to focus on, but how do you manage to get your gang um, to brush with all of these things? Well, I think that's really, Tom, the beauty of time travel, and, um, you know, in, in the first book, um, Bad Love Strikes, they discover the time machine, and so everybody has a nickname. I'm the narrator of the Bad Love book series, by the way, and I'm I'm Bubble Butt, our <laughs> <laughs> BB. And so, um, Bubble Butt's um, best friend is a uh, is an African American teenager who's an absolute genius, and uh, uh, his nickname is Bomar after the uh, Bomar calculators of the early 1970s. And, you know, <clears throat> they're sitting around talking about time travel, and, and there was a, a German physicist, Godel, who talked about how time, you know, is stacked on top of each other. So um, one person's perspective of time um, is independent of those layers that are above or below the observer. 
And so Bubble Butt, <clears throat> who has a music brain, I'm sure we'll get to talk about that in a few minutes, um, you know, he likens it uh, to as a stack of 45 RPM records on the record player or 33 uh, RPM albums. Um, but they're stacked on top of each, each other. And so you could go back in time, and that particular uh, time will play just like a record. It'll play the same way over and over again. <clears throat> and you can go back to any any point in time and relive it or see it again. And so I, I think that's really the key to, you know, how the Bad Love Gang is approaching this time travel thing because they're really not sure how much um, they should or could change the real events of time travel. So they're they're worried about they're worried about creating a wrinkle in time, but they're they're from the 1970s. I mean it's. It's for me, I mean, I graduated from high school. I'm betraying my age here, Tom, but I graduated from high school in 1975. And nine I, I, I graduated the year before. <laughs> well, you and I will keep having a lot of fun. Yeah, we're, we're, we're contemporaries, to be sure. <laughs> but, um, you know, these, um, there's not nine of these characters are based on real people. And um, that I grew up with, and we all had nicknames for each other, and this is the way it was in the early 70s and, and even back into the 60s. And so um, I, I've had a couple of my book reviewers have said that for some reason reading Dr. Shuey's uh, novels is like, you know, it, he, they, they say that he, he taught the, the conversation between the characters is so natural and so real, like it's really happening. <laughs> and for me, it's it's been so much fun because I'm time traveling as I'm writing. I'm going back, and I can I can literally relive what it was like being with my friends and the way that we tr treated each other. I mean, we 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 didn't spare each other any. <clears throat> any comment or insults or whatever, but we would go to the mat for each other if one of us was in trouble. And and that's the kind of interaction you get in the Bad Love book series. Well, I'm uh, I'm fascinated about about your gang and, and about time travel and really all of the elements of this book, and I want to talk some more about it. But I have a break coming up here in about a minute. Um, Kevin, can you stick around for a little bit so we can talk some more? Absolutely. Would would love to do that, Tom, especially now that I know you and I are contemporaries. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of old guys just, just chatting. Um, anyway, if uh, my, my guest is uh, Dr. Kevin Shuey, who is the author of a new book called Bad Love Tigers. And we're going to talk some more about history and time travel and uh, hanging out with the gang and all kinds of fun stuff when we come back. If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM WFOV, our voices radio in Flint, we're going to let them squeeze in a few words or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming the show at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click Everybody's that mouse. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wanky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Program.com 
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with Dr. Kevin Shuey, who is the author of a new book called The Bad Love Tigers. Here's what John Kelly from the Detroit Free Press had to say. The Bad Love Gang is back with more edge-of-your-seat adventure involving spies, planes, and time travel. This novel will thrill history buffs fascinated by World War II and the Cold War and takes you on a wild road trip across America. Uh, Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Hey, you bet, Tom. I was thinking uh, during the break, you know, maybe for a future uh, show, you could bring the uh, the lawyer Baldacci and the Doctor Shuey together <laughs> sometime, and uh, we could do a a, a, a battling duo um, as doctor and lawyer authors. Well, I, I don't want to overdo the, the David Baldacci re, uh, references, but I will share a funny story that, uh, that Baldacci told me. Um, he was at a bookstore in Washington, D.C., when um, and, and it was for an author event. And um, then-President Barack Obama showed up with his daughters, and the bookstore manager was walking him around and, you know, giving him kind of the the VIP treatment and, and uh, so on, and they, they come up to Baldacci, and the manager says, uh, Mr. President, this is David Baldacci, and Obama says, oh, wow, you're famous. <laughs> and he said it was so surreal. <laughs> That's a great story. I it, love is, that. It, it is a great story, and he has a, he has a picture um, of him with uh, Barack Obama in that bookstore uh, on his website for anybody that wants to check that out. But um, but just before the break, we were talking about the fact that the Bad Love Gang, as they're called, is uh-huh. really made up of, of people um, or characters based on your clique, your, the, the gang you hung out with as a young right. person. And you were talking about, um, you know, the compliments that you've gotten on the dialogue. But this is really just a matter of, you know, while you're writing, you you think to yourself, you get into a situation and you've you've got people talking back and forth about what's going on around them. And and you just think to yourself, what would Bomar say? (laughs) Exactly. Because these are people you know maybe more intimately than than the creations of some authors might know their characters. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. I got an email from <clears throat> one of the characters, um, Willie, in the book, who actually had grown up next door to me. And, um, and his, his wife uh, emailed me, and, and she says, you know, Willie was reading a book, and I stole it from him. And I've been reading it, and um, and she says I I roll over in bed after reading about half your first book, and I said to my husband, "This guy really has nailed you." Oh no, that's that's funny. <laughs> and you know, think about it. You know, we're he's in his sixties now, and um, and and this is just describing him as a teenager. And um, isn't it interesting, Tom, that some things about us are there from the time we're kids all the way through the end of our lives? And I just think that I think that's fascinating. 
And we were talking about the role that, that a time machine plays in the book a little bit in the last segment. And I want to get into that some more because there are problems that are built into time travel historically. I mean, anybody who who loves stories about time travel as I do and as you do um, know about the... Uh, the time travel dilemma you know what happens if you change something in the past that it causes for example you not to exist yeah. um you know that's the 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 major conundrum um but what about the uh what about those traps do you believe that that time happens as the analogy you gave of the the stacked um, records on the on the automatic uh, dropper that if you play the same record over and over it's always going to be the same um, or or can time be influenced well that's the million dollar question Tom yeah it um, is. and so you know I do believe that time travel is possible um, and um, and so it has to do with quantum physics and quantum mechanics, um, and you start talking about the speed of light and slowing time down, and um, you know, it's um, here's an, here's another thing you know. Um, but in, but in, you interestingly. Um, show or talk about time existing in layers um, that's right and and that reminds me a little bit of the way alternate universes are portrayed in the uh in the old uh, i think it was an 80s uh television show sliders where yeah. um rather than traveling through time they they stay in the same time but travel to different realities of that time Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in in the book, um, you know, I, Bomar is uh, he's agnostic, not quite atheist, and Bubble Butt uh, is from kind of a religious family, and so Bubble Butt, you know, trying to uh, uh, create an alternate universe for Bomar uh, as they're talking, and. Um, you know, he says, well, let's just, just for a minute, Bomar, you know, uh, pretend that God really does exist. And he says, so let's just say, you know, that, um, you know, later on uh, you're, you know, an old guy, you die, and God wants to take you back and show you something about your former life. And he says, well, he's going to be able to take you back, or he or she is going to be able to take you back to, um, you know, 1974 and here we are but what if you were born in the 14th century um you know a guy can take you right back to the 14th century on that layer of time and there you are and everything is just the same as it was at that time and so um i believe that time is relative and that time travel is actually possible um but uh, you'll find out, and the audience will discover in my in my book series that it takes a special uh, ingredient called exotic matter to make time travel possible. 
and exotic matter is is real within Einstein's theory of relativity. It's just we haven't quite yet discovered exotic matter here on Earth. But if you read uh, the Bad Love book series, you'll discover that exotic matter is the reason that Area 51 got started. Oh, interesting. And 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 apparently the Russians are, are at least in your uh, in your story are are very interested in Area 51. Oh, of course, because <laughs> you know uh, it was you know, the the white hole time travel machine is is the you know kind of the center that's what the bad love gang discover it was built at the insistence of president roosevelt by albert einstein as a backup plan to the manhattan project so if hitler would have got the atomic bomb first we were going to go back in time using the white hole project to foil hitler to, and, and change so and change the course of history <laughs> That's right. But um, we didn't have to do that um, because we did get the bomb. And so um, the, the White Hole Project was built in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, adjacent to the Manhattan Project. Oak Ridge was the secret city. That's where they processed plutonium for the first atomic bomb, and that's why the story starts there. And, and you know, the Bad Love Gang live in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And so the KGB, not only are they wanting to get the secrets to the atomic bomb, because we got it first, right? I mean, then the, then the Soviets figured it out with all their spying. But the White Hole Project, time travel and exotic matter, which was discovered in Area 51, is a bigger secret than the Manhattan Project or the atomic bomb. It's a much bigger secret. And that's what makes the Bad Love Gang so special, because in Bad Love Tigers, they, um, they're ambushed. They begin, chapter one, they're ambushed by a Russian KGB agent, Borya Krovopuskov. And uh, they go back in time. They don't know what to do. Should they call the authorities, or should they go back in time and talk to Roosevelt, who started this whole thing? to figure out the breach in security with uh, Krovo Puskov. So they go back and talk to President Roosevelt at the uh, Little White House in Warm Springs, Georgia. And Roosevelt decides that these guys, because they know how to use the machine and they're from the future, they're the best hope to protect the white hole from the KGB and to protect the secrets of Area 51. And he sends them on an epic road trip across America from Warm Springs, Georgia, all the way to Area 51. And you have this group of 70s teenagers listening to 60s and 70s music as they're going across the country on this mission in April of 1945. And you get to see the United States in the spring of 45 through the eyes of modern teenagers makes it so much fun tom oh yeah absolutely um how much of this this russian that ambushes them at the beginning of uh, bad love tigers um 
how much of this Russian that's making big trouble for the Bad Love Gang, inspired by uh, Boris Badenov? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this guy's name uh, means to to war and let blood. So the name Borya Krovo Puskov is is a, a badass name if you uh, uh, do a derivation. And he becomes um, an arch enemy of, of the Bad Love Gang in the book series. So we're talking about Bad Love Tigers um, this morning specifically, but um, I'm, I've been writing so fast I've now written and published three books in 15 months. Uh, Bad Love Beyond is the sequel to Bad Love Tigers. It came out Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm now halfway done with Bad Love Medicine, which comes out Memorial Day. So book four is coming, Memorial Day. And uh, Krovo Puskov, he's, he's a uh, common bad guy thread that, uh, you know, he, he becomes one of their arch enemies. Let's, let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, but that, that begs the question, the, um, the bad love gang you portray as teens, um, is there, do you have a specific audience in mind as you write these books? Is it, well, uh, is it geared toward younger readers? Yeah. Well, I, I, I really want to attract the young adult uh, audience um, because they're the ones that change history. You think about the uh, Harry Potter book series. I mean, it's really, it, it was the young people that latched on to Harry Potter and made it a household name. And really what I'm hoping for is to make history come alive for that group of readers um, so that the Bad Love Gang becomes a, a common household name. I mean, how cool to be, you know, 12 years old and walking around with a book in your hand called Bad Love. I mean, you know, everybody's going to want to... When you... When the books, you know, ages... Uh, 10 to 100 really cuz i know you know you're going to you're going to just fall in love with the books because of how much world war 2 history is in it and the history of the 70s and the music and all that and so really uh, the range is 10 to 100 for these books but i really want the young people to latch on to them um the when you first uh conjured up the bad love gang and and they first appeared in a book when you were writing that first book did you know you were starting a series or did you get to the end of the book and go oh but wait there's more i i wouldn't say that i um forecasted in my brain that this was going to be a series as i first started writing bad love strikes book number one um but I have to tell you, remember I said earlier in this interview that I felt like I was struck by lightning. Tom, I knew every word that was going in that book from the moment I sat down to write. It was, it was I'm telling you, I was inspired to write. And I wrote the first book in 90 days. 
I started writing on January 14th of 2019 and I finished writing on April 14th of 2019. And by the time I finish, and here's the other thing, I'd love to maybe talk to some other authors at some point because I just don't know how often this happens. I I would go home at night and I would write whatever chapter I was in the mood for. And I did not write the book from beginning to end. I wrote the book from middle to end to beginning. And um, and so I just wrote whatever chapter it was I was in the mood to write. I don't know how else you write a book in 90 days, but as a first-time author. And so anyway... Um, you know, when I got to the end, that's when I knew that I had to continue with it. And it wasn't at the beginning that I knew it would be a series. It was as I got to the end, I thought, this has to continue. So um, uh, that's, and, and that's the way it's been. I mean, now I see these first four books by Memorial Day, there will be four in the Bad Love series, they're really tied together by a common thread. Uh, one of the characters gets breast cancer, and so as they go as they go through, they they have to get the cure for breast cancer uh, by the and they get it to this character by the end of the fourth book. So starting with book five, I'll have to change the thread, the, the kind of the the thread that ties them together a little bit. But there's so much you can do with time travel, as you know. You know, it's interesting you were talking about how quickly you turn books around. I've talked to authors that do, you know, two books two books a year and they're writing full time to do that. And it and it begs a question. I wish it was an interview I had done. Um it was with Stephen King. It was an interview that I, I, I think I heard on uh, maybe public radio or something. And the interviewer asked Stephen King, do you write to a schedule or do you write to a muse? So I'm going to pose that uh, <laughs> that question to you and then I'll share his answer. I, I write to a muse. Um, you know, I'm I'm being inspired to write. And when I, when something comes in my head... I got to I got to do it. And um and writing on a schedule is not um fun. You know, writing to amuse is fun. And uh but you know, if you're if you're just trying to write on a schedule, then it's become then 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 your pa- it's not because of your passion. It's because you're feeling like you have to. And I think the best books, and I, you know, of course, I'm young in this field, but I think the best books probably come from authors who are not writing on a schedule, but writing because they they want to, or they're they're being inspired, and they have to. I think you'll love Stephen King's answer. He said, "Oh, I always write to the muse, but." The muse always shows up every morning at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what—you can't help but believe it coming from Stephen King, right? <laughs> exactly. Mean, yeah, I, <laughs> but, but that makes sense to me. Um, but but getting back to the uh, you know the the prolific writing that you're doing right now and and understanding the the inspiration behind it. But what about the logistics? Have you just been able to spend more time writing this last year because of uh, COVID? 
Oh gosh, I'm glad you brought it up because I've, you know, so I have I have about 2,000 patients and active follow up. I'm actually a busy doctor. Uh, you know, practicing cancer medicine day in and day out. I work five days a week. I don't take a day off like a lot of doctors do. Um, but I've been crediting COVID-19 with my, you know, uh, just basically launching my second career as a book author um, because, you, you know, you, you I can't go to see a, a avalanche hockey game. I you can't go to see a basketball game or go to a play or to dinner. I mean, really, about all all you can do is go take a walk. And, um, and of course, then the muse hits you. And so, um, yeah, I think COVID-19 has actually been this huge blessing to my second career of being a book author, Tom. And, um, you know, whether I... I stay this way when things quote-unquote normalize again, whenever that is. Um, I don't know, but definitely it's played a role. There's no question about it. Giving you more time to write. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's great. Um, and hey, along- Tom, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm not, not sure how much time we have, but just I had... I had such big news this week. So on, so today's Thursday. So on Tuesday, I for the first book. So we're you know we're talking about Bad Love Tigers. The first book is Bad Love Strikes. I wrote the screenplay to the first book. I finished the screenplay in September, and I submitted it to um, probably you know at least like twenty different. Um, awards, uh, film award festivals, and um, and and some of those festivals are yet to have occurred. Um, but on Tuesday, Bad Love Strikes screenplay won at the Los Angeles Film Awards. It wow. is a winner. It is it it won best sci-fi screenplay at the L.A. Film Awards on Tuesday of this week. Wow, that is big news. So it's only a matter of time before uh, somebody options it for a movie? <laughs> I, I, am ta- I am talking to um, people about it, and um, I don't have a, a contract yet, but anything from a movie to possibly something like a Netflix series. Oh, so. Anyway, uh, I just had to share that with you because I've been on cloud nine. Uh, I would think. I would think. Well, congratulations on that, Kevin. Um, Kevin, I have to take another break here. Can you stick around so we can talk a little more? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Okay. My guest is uh, Dr. Kevin um, Shuey who has uh, written a series of books based on the uh, adventures of the Bad Love Gang. The book we've been talking mostly about today is The Bad Love Tigers, although its, uh, it's, it's follow-ups are, are close behind. Um, we're going to take a short break. If you're listening to us on 92.1 FM, uh, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be right back.
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you are worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490.
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner Program.com. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with uh, author Dr. Kevin Shuey. He is the author of the uh, Bad Love Gang uh, series of books. Uh, we've been talking about the Bad Love Tigers, uh, but uh, Bad Love Strikes was the first in, in a series. It's up to what now, Kevin? About five books? Well, book number three, Bad Love Beyond, was... Um uh, published over the Thanksgiving weekend, just um, you know, two months ago, and uh, Bad Love Medicine is book number four, and um, the audience can uh, go to uh, my Instagram account at Real Kevin Shuey, uh, K E V I N S C H E W E, and there is a sneak peek of the cover art and a little bit of the story of Bad Love Medicine coming Memorial Day on my uh, Instagram account. So, um, four books uh, as of Memorial Day, Tom. And 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 they started when? In, at the beginning of the year, uh, in 2019? First book, uh, I finished right. This is such a fun story. Um, and so... The first book I finished writing on on April nineteenth, and so of twenty nineteen, April nineteenth, twenty nineteen. I wrote the last word. I sent it out to a group of publishers, and you know they always tell you, uh, you know, if you read about this when you're writing a book, that getting your book published is is harder than writing your book, right? And so. Um, you know, I sent it out to this group of publishers. Well, by Ju the 1st of June of 2019, six publishers had accepted my book, my first book for publication. And I'm here at the Cancer Center working, and it's a, you know, first week of June of 19, I get a call from a Tennessee uh, publisher, Jan Carroll Publishing, and my book takes place in Tennessee, and she, so she, you know, my receptionist is like, Dr. Shuey, there's some crazy lady on the phone who says she will not hang up until she hears the sound of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I says, well, put, put her on, Josephina. And so she puts her on the phone, and, and I, I pick up the phone, and there's this lady on the other side. She says, is this Dr. Shuey? And I said, yes, ma'am, who's this? And she says, well... My name is Janie Jesse, and I run Jan Carroll Publishing, and we're an all-women-owned and operated company in Tennessee. We're in love with your book, and I have to be your publisher. <laughs> <laughs> How nice is that? <laughs> and I said, well, Janie, I've got, I've got four other hard contracts sitting in front of me here. And she says, no problem, Dr. Shuey. What do I have to do to win? And I, I, I said, well, okay. I, I said, um, all four of these contracts are telling me that it will take six to 12 months to get my book published. And I said, quite honestly, Janie, that just doesn't square very good with my personality. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and so she says, you know, Dr. Shuey, she says, we only publish about 50 books a year. 
and she said, um, we just feel so strongly about your book that if you'll give us the chance, she said, I'll have your book out in September. And I said, really? And she said, yes. And I said, send me a contract, Janie. <laughs> so my book came out, first book came out September 17th of, of 2019. And so if you think about this, Tom, from September 17th of 2019 to today, which is, you know, basically, um, you know, uh, or, or let's say to November even, 14 or 15 months, I now have three books on the market. Um, the first two, uh, Bad Love Strikes, Bad Love Tigers, or paperback uh um, hardcover, uh, Kindle, and they're in a Amazon and Apple Audible. And the third book, Bad Love Beyond, is coming out on audio any day now. And and book number four is scheduled for Memorial Day. So it's um, it's been quite a pace. I guess so. It makes me feel bad that I'm taking up so much of your time. I feel like, uh, you know, maybe we're <laughs> delaying another book. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with you this morning, Tom, so uh, this is all good. Um, Kevin, we are going to have to wrap it up, but I, I and, and you've given out some of this information already uh, during our conversation, but I always like to, to end first by saying thank you for sharing this time and, and uh, uh, the elements of, of your writing and, and your stories, but um, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? I sure do. So it's kevinshuey.com, K-E-V-I-N-S-C-H-E-W-E.com. You can go to the Buy button um, uh, at the website. It'll take you right to Amazon and Barnes & Noble, to purchase the books uh, in Kindle, Audible, hardcover, paperback, um, but the website's a lot of fun, and um, and also I would encourage the audience to follow me on Instagram at Real Kevin Shuey on Instagram. My publisher made me do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have an Instagram account yet, Tom, or no, not. No, I don't. It's new for me, right? I mean, our generation, we didn't, we didn't have all that stuff. Um, but um, I started doing Instagram in July of 19, and it's a very, it's, I have to tell the audience, it's an entertaining uh, Instagram account because it really was started and exists because of my book writing. And um, so you can get to know me that way. Well, Kevin, we've got to end it there, but thanks so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Tom. I've really enjoyed my time with you. So good luck to you, and thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Dr. Kevin Shuey, the author of uh, the books uh, surrounding the Bad Love Gang. The one we talked about today was the Bad Love Tigers. Well, more of the Tom Sumner program. Straight ahead. <laughs> Ground control the major tongue. Take your approach. 
Alexander Zanjic, Don't Touch That Dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.